Guys, my marriage has just ended, so I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed, and now you want me to open up my entire life to a stranger? Oh, Sean's a good stranger. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbours CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbours Hello, this is Neighbours We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast And we get stuck into the latest Neighbours episodes that we've watched, pull them apart, overanalyze. I'm Vaya. We're in the PirateNet studios. Kate's back. Hey. CJ. Hey. We've gathered here today to discuss the re-emergence of Andia, Fake D, Andrea Summers, potential additional person called Karen. Andean? The triplets. (laughs) Antipodean. All the promotional gear at the moment on Neighbours is a 16-year-old mystery will be solved. I hope that that mystery is, how do you pronounce Dion? Or is it Dion? Or is it Dionne? Dion. (laughs) Die on her own. Did she? Uh, And I was actually revisiting Gal's, an old episode of ours called Stately Bliss Manor. (laughs) I think it's Ep 60. We were gathering a lot of information at the time about the Bliss family and trying to piece things together. Also, her sister's meant to be Cecile. So I think the whole thing's meant to be French-inspired, the family. Yeah, like when someone calls their child Chanel. (laughs) Exactly like that, CJ. I just feel like there's been so many more kind of possible theories that it could be because Neighbours has gone completely whack at the moment, hasn't it? Like, Yeah, which there's like... I feel like I'm saying that all the time, but it really is extra whack at the moment. Mm. Like there's just a cluster of memory loss. So it's entirely feasible that... And Dean lost their memory somewhere along the line. <laughs> so you've put Andrea, D and Karen together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look. Is it Karen with a Y in your mind? Or? No, it's basic bitch Karen. Okay. Yeah. 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 Kaz. Yeah. Uh, okay. One, triplets separated at birth. Mm. We have three of them. Or twins separated at birth. And one is D slash Karen. So D's lost her memory and is now Karen. And the other one's evil Andrea. I had also had another idea that maybe there was a wormhole. <laughs> yep. at, at that beach. I'm with you. And it just spat out in two directions, like one in Hobart and one in Perth. Yep. Another thing is, yeah, maybe Dee caught the Harold Bishop current across Bass Strait and that's how she's she's just living as yep. she's gonna Karen over there. Pick up the tuba or whatever he used to play. Yeah, she'll, she'll come back in the salvos. Yeah, <laughs> salvos. It's a yep. little bit more um, politically incorrect. M- maybe case. it's a whole scam set up by the Salvation Army to just oh yeah to recruit to, to yeah. whitewash so the it's situation. Like, oh, it's like Scientology, mate. This is what it is. <laughs> oh my god, Tom Cruise is involved. I actually think a uh, friend of the show, Alison Crafty underscore Ali Bobs on Twitter, cracked it. She says, "Why is everyone thinking Real D is masquerading as Karen? I think it is real Karen." who pretended to be D for a top-secret intelligence mission many years ago. She accidentally fell in love with Toad, but Boss was worried she'd divulge secrets and so tampered with the car. Real Karen was kept in hiding while Toadie grieved for D, and if you're going to choose a fake name, Dion Bliss would be rather cool, then resurfaced as herself, Karen. Andrea is just her doppelganger and it was a total coincidence. Then she met Mm. Cindy and learned about D. I think that... I'm confused by the 16-year mystery solved. That That's my focus. Because up until whenever you guys recorded the Stately Bliss Manor episode, did we feel this was a mystery? Look, I, I, there was always something niggling in me. that it was? We never found her body. And look, when we went there, the water is like less than a metre deep at that point. But you could see the roof of the car when it landed in the water. Yeah. A mystery, I mean, it's not an Agatha Christie mystery. It's a mystery that's either she sank to the bottom of the drink or she floated up and wandered away somewhere. And the shots of the the ad that had the 16-year mystery and the, you know, prelude stuff that was online and on TV had these waves and the beach, mm. yeah, which reminded me of that show Revenge. I'm like, are we that show now, Neighbours? <laughs> like, calm down. Like, Carl has a pig a porcelain pig and like... There were two amnesians, as my partner called them, mm. having a conversation with each other this week. Yeah. In a house where a third amnesian... Recovered. Yes. It's like a support group there. <laughs> okay, well, the thing is, we know Nanny Alice is evil. 
Oh, yeah. So, um, that's fake, for sure. Uh, that's Andrea's sure. mum, fake D's mum. What's to say that real D's mum gave birth to twins? Alice is working at the hospital. She steals the baby. She steals little Andrea, tells real D's mum that your baby's dead. Move on. Oh. That does sound very plausible, doesn't yeah. it? Am yeah. I cage-stradarming this? Yeah. So hang on. So she's had twins. Oh, and she's t- – so and Andrea's mum has had – thinks the other child is no longer with us. I don't know. Dee's mum thinks that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So Dee's mum gives birth to twins. Nanny Alice, evil nurse Alice, is working there. She yoinks one of the babies and tells Mrs Bliss that her baby's dead. So she's got a singleton now. Yeah. Yeah. How has this been going on for so goddamn long? I had no idea when I started this podcast that most of the years would be consumed by... D coming back from the dead. Also, and in this menage a friendship we have, how will we go forward when this mystery is solved? We'll be back at Werribee to lay a wreath <laughs> in the water, I think. Yes. I do kind of hope she's dead. Oh, we could go to the zoo at the same time. Yeah. Let's make lovely. a date. Yeah, great. Lovely. <laughs> Picnic at the mansion. Mm. Yeah. But first, neighbours council business. The business again. We've got some of the biggest neighbours news ever at the moment. <gasps> Nashville. Hell no, Logies. Oh, Logies, that's <laughs> This is amazing news. You realise they've had, okay, let's count out what nominations they've had. They've had, obviously, Gold Logie finalist, Eve Maury. Yep. Uh, most popular actor, Ryan Maloney. Most popular actress, Eve Maury. Most popular drama, Neighbours. Most popular new talents, B. Bonnie. 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 Thank you. And... So that's five of most popular, which is popular vote. Most excitingly for me is most outstanding drama, which is peer voted, which is, that is amazing. I don't think they've ever had like a most outstanding nomination yeah, before. That is super exciting. Well-deserved. And Kate just rattled that all off the top of her head. I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'll, I'll give you some hot facts. So they had six nominations and that's the most nominations they've had since 19 freaking 90 at their, oh, almost at their genesis. Yeah, that would have been like Natalie Ambrulia time or something, right? No, that would have been Kylie no, no. Minogue time. No, no. Wow. I think it was uh, – no, she was – it was actually I think like the Craig McLaughlin mm, era. Mm, problematic. Mm, but still, we'll cut that. 29 years ago. That's amazing. That's incredible. And there's a lot of scuttlebutt out there and uh, about the worthiness of these nominations. And, and you know what? Those people can go get fucked. Yeah. You know what? It's a competition and no one likes a sore loser. So – you know what? When you kill off an outstanding actress and another outstanding actor is that person's husband and then, you know, B sings a few songs, you're going to get nominated for some war- awards. It's very well timed. When they used to give Sonia storylines about her nursery, maybe it wasn't worth an award. No. Yeah. If she got up in that year, then we can ask some questions. Yeah. Then we can be like, all right. Voting reopens on the 24th of June, closes on the 30th at the end of the red carpet. And all our listeners, I mean, all our Australian listeners. Yeah, yeah. it's very important <coughs> that this is yeah. a racist situation where only Australians can play top. Yes, and, <coughs> yeah, yeah. and whenever you see us post the details, as we did last time, we want you to follow those instructions so you can call up your Australian friends and relatives, yep. make sure they voted. Get on the blower. Find out which members of your family were on the convict ship and ring them up. Hey, get onto Ancestry, find those people. Yes. You remember Ancestry? <laughs> Carl's really into it. It's yes. how he found Magna. <laughs> TVWeekLogieAwards.com.au has all the information and we will post it out. I'm also working on a special mission because I've got an insider who's working on the production, mm. the award ceremony. She's going to try and pull some strings to get it live streamed so that UK viewers will be able to enjoy the ceremony. Plus, if you happen to go, which I am also working on, I know, you need to wear a Shugalero. You need to wear bloody sequins. That's what you need to wear. A sequin a Shugalero. CJ, that's the best idea you've ever had. Oh, well, I will work on getting all the pod squad up to the Gold Coast because it's in, it's in Queensland, of course. Again, it's a new thing they're trying out and it's working out well. Moving through. Buddy Watch has moved to Patreon. It's behind a paywall, patreon.com slash neighbourspod. If you are one of our patrons, even at Dr. Carl level, which is two American dollars per month until you, whenever you pause it, 
you have access to our sister podcast where we watch other fun things. Um, there's a bunch up there that I've left for free. All of our block episodes and playing for keeps episodes people can listen to mm. on the page. And anything after that will be behind the Dr. Carl tier. And I'm really excited because this weekend I'm recording something I've been wanting to do for ages with my best mate, Joe. We love disaster movies. And one of our favourites, because it's one of the quintessentials, is The Day After Tomorrow because it's got every good disaster movie trope in it. Jake Gyllenhaal, you can watch it on Hulu or just like buy it for a dollar somewhere. And we'll talk about it, buddy watch. I'm really pumped for that. And while you're at Patreon, if you want to sign up, that would be much appreciated because even though going forward I'm trying to work on some stuff to make Neighbours more of a business, turns out that a lot of places that could give me money don't have money. So mm. They're in the same predicament. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of big companies should start Patreons. Um, I wonder if they'll run out of their lounge rooms as well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's where Channel Peach's head's office are. <laughs> Someone's lounge room. It's in a giant peach. Yeah. So whatever happens with James is coming by. (laughs) Anyway, so the evolution of Neighbours at the moment is strongly resting on Patreon. But we've had an influx of new members. Oh, my goodness. Getting close to 50. (gasps) How many? It's the start of the month. We're at like 46, but at the start of the month, the payment plan rolls over. So it like weeds out people that might maybe not have updated their payment details or whatever. So we've dropped down a couple, but we're nearly at 50. We're at 44. Mm. That's amazing. Thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate it's it. Really, it's really wonderful. I'm going to say thank you to Zoe, Gemma and Kat. Maria, Hayden and Matt. And by the way, Maria's my mum. Oh, that's so nice. And Sarah, Amy and Nicola, thank you very much. Like six more people, sign up. If you sign up next week. Sign up your cat. Yeah. If your cat's good for it. If you sign up this week, we have to come back next weekend and pot again. We do. Because I said I'd go back weekly. We do. I, I don't know what I've got now. I've got football on Friday. <laughs> but we can, we'll, figure, we'll make it work because we've got a lot of rotating friends of the show that can help mm. us out too. Plus it's cold in Melbourne so we may as well come around here and mm. warm up together. Yeah. And, and, and like use Bay's heating. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cold and Kate, you pointed out earlier in the week that young Roxy Willis is, will be freezing her tits off because it was 12 degrees in yeah. Melbourne that day. She's in barely two coconuts covering her chest. I'm not a fan. Her hair is magnificent. Her as a human and physical elements of her humanness are wonderful. More power to her and her She's She's got a lot of cheek about her, which is good. Her outfits are upsetting. You know know why it's upsetting? It's because we're old. And we're reliving the ugliness of the 90s. Yes, we are. And we know that it's a reliving. But I lived through the 90s and I wore a lot of long pants and maxi dresses. Long, dark, floral Ditsy print skirts. Sure yes. did. I had a floral calotte that I was part of. From JJ's, mm. was it? Quite Probably. possibly. I had some of those sort of bum shorts, bum, like bloomers. <laughs> bum, bum huggers. Bum huggers. There we go. Um, did, but didn't you wear them under a netball skirt? Um, no, because I didn't play sport. But um, I would totally be like the Kath and Kim, like that would be my physique as a netballer. No, a long floral skirt, but you'd undo some of the buttons and wear shorts underneath it. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was just a certain alluring hmm. glimpse of And leg. for a while, a long pant with a mini skirt over the top of it. I loved that. I loved that look mm. so much. In fact, I still kind of do it with tunics and pants same same yeah. time, same i have to say that in my local shopping strip there's a lot of modesty stores because there's a lot of um oh, yeah. muslim people who live in my neighborhood mm-hmm. and i've been going past going she's there's some really nice dresses in here yeah there is yeah. and really and you're partial to a good fabric yes yeah. yeah all we're saying roxy is why not embrace all of the trends from the 90s H- hit up sydney road brunswick find yourself a glam modest dress also why not be a fan of fabric and put some extra fabric. On. Because four seasons in one day in Melbourne, you've got to be prepared. You're not in the territory anymore, honey. But the thing is, she's from Darwin, so she would be whinging about the cold like nobody else. Yeah. We're all accustomed Constantly. to the horror of, of winter here, which really isn't that much of a horror. But still, she would be shivering in our summertime. She'd be in polar fleece, top to toe. One more item of council business <laughs> that I forgot to squeeze in. Neighbours Council is our chat group on Facebook. Come and join us. Catalina did. And when she joined, she said she listens to Neighbours in the bath with a glass of bubbly. Wow. That's being her best life. That's living the dream, that one. Rosé doesn't have bubbles, does it? 
It's a long podcast, though. You'd have to refill the bath. And, and, we're, and we're, the like on, we're on water restrictions here. But I love to do a little bit of a get a few more jets of hot water going when it starts to get lukewarm. Just give it a little mm. shot. I don't have a bath. It's the saddest story ever. I have God, one, but it's... You it's, sort of yeah. do, Kate. Yeah, but you can't. You actually have to sit on the ground with your knees up in the air. <laughs> it's not... You can't relax, you know. Well, you're welcome to our bath. Oh, thank you. You just uh, just two cats will watch you have one. That's the only thing. I'm, I'm con- down with that. Kate probably does most of her um, bathroom activities with two children. Actually bathing with two yeah. children. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, why don't, let's, since we're there, over with Ms. Roxy, we're not going to do a deep dive at the moment because there's so much kind of macro stuff happening. Let's mm. do a shallow paddle across the week. And I was going to end with this, but I think we should start with it. It's the ceramic horse storyline involving the Willises. And Roxy, who's Teraja's ex-stepniece, now lives with her because her parents wanted her to be on the straight and narrow. And Mm. Teraja, who apparently was a wild child, has sorted herself out and they want her to show her the ways of the world. And instead of living like that, uh, Roxy's invited down her old grown-up boyfriend man who is her auntie's ex, and he's brought down a horse that is stolen property, a racehorse. But I think it's more short than that. I think they're trying to pass it off as being a better horse than it is, um, which makes me feel like this story is ripped from the headlines, the headlines from 1984 <laughs> and the fine cotton affair, Wikipedia it. But, um, yeah, so can we work out what she sees in Vance? Because he's, he's not – he's been in the sun a fair bit. He's not, he's, I mean, that's accurate then. Yeah. I mean – He's got got great biceps. When you're – I guess, how old is she, 20? When you're 20, someone shows you affection. Do, mm. do, do you need much more to it than that? She is a Willis, so mm. guaranteed root rash as well. Mm. I mean, I just – all of it. I don't understand. It, this is quite convenient on the topic I wanted to talk about. Oh, you're going to have a rant, CJ. Siege rant. So from a wonderful movie, there's a quote like, why are you so obsessed with me? Wait, 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 wait. Mean Girls. Yeah. I want to know, like, why are you so obsessed with me? Home and away to Neighbours. I'm just done with this. We've got Vance, the Kirsty girls coming. Ali lives there. They're putting beach scenes in their mysteries. Sometimes Pippa's there. To rage. We're stealing all their logies. They're the smacky caravan. Yeah. Oh, Drab was from Home and Away, Drab. wasn't he? I know it's great that we're taking their logies. I'm excited about it too. Yeah, I can't wait to take the next one. Yeah, exactly. I feel like B might have even been on the Anyway, I'm just, I don't want storylines to be pivoting around this obsession. Like I'm just over it. And also Vance is annoying. Can someone send him away? He's really annoying. And and also because he adds another multi-generational interfamilial love triangle, which I'm jack of. Imagine if you found out that your boyfriend had rooted your auntie. Yuck! Ooh. Not only that, that she would bareback ride horses with him and... Yeah, they did some kinky stuff too. Yeah. Um, so they, hang on, they had... What, you, you're implying that they had sex naked on a horse. I mean... How does that... Oh, look, look, I don't even know. After that bull riding scene, it looks like Therese definitely has the skills to do it. It was a cheval à toi. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I studied French. What a wanker. Um, (laughs) Wanker. I really loved Therese riding a horse this week, even though Paul's like, I've got a surprise for you, sweetheart. Just pop your... Jodpers. Yeah. Pop on your riding riding crop. Yeah. She had a vest too, I think. She looked adorable. Yeah. She looked like when I was questioning my sexuality in the early 2000s and I legit went out to JJ's and bought a flannel shirt because I thought oh, better dress the part. Yeah. <laughs> better dress the part. Dress dress for the, the, the role you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. To rage straight back on the horse. Didn't forget. Remembered all her skills. How come she and Loz didn't bond over their shared love of horse riding over those years? Oh, did original Loz do a bit of Yeah, that's she... She entered Ramsey Street on a horse, right, for the first time when she was like young. What, nice. Was there like a reason for that? Oh, she was really into horses. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like rode her horse onto the street to catch up with her dad, Lou. Lauren is such a horse girl. Yeah, she Ugh, really is. She smacks of it. Whereas Tarage is just. I, I'm very intrigued. I'm very upset that they don't weave in more of Tarage's Greek history. She, she was Tarage Petridis, brother Nick, and I want to know what this. Greek family did and how they wound up in Darwin 
yeah. getting through life with a renegade daughter. Darwin doesn't seem like the place for the for, for the Greeks. The Mediterranean folk. Yeah. I want Tarage to go back There's to no her, her maiden name. She doesn't have any kids living with her anymore, like literally none in. Yeah, it's not that hard to say, Petrides, we can do it. Many of them aren't alive. <laughs> Why did Paul buy her a horse? He said he owed her a surprise. It was a bit daddy I want a pony, wasn't it? Yeah, Paul would totally get off on that. Why can't surprises be holidays in Tahiti? She Mm. would really appreciate that. With all the trimmings. I don't know. I think she'd be really worried about the office. Or just maybe a weekend in Hepburn Springs or something. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Dot, dot, dot. The horse is – it's a criminal horse. People are starting to realise. And now Tarage's issued Vance Valance with an ultimatum to shape up or ship out. Well, mate, she just mainly said ship out. I love her. I don't care. And she's in love with me. You need to leave without a trace. No communication, no hint of where you've gone. So I just want to let you know that my husband is partial to the horse racing. Oh, yes, right. And I just sent him a message and asked if people sell stolen race horses. And he said, I mean, probably. Not to race, you wouldn't get away with that. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they want to pass it off as a race horse. Mm. But the minute, I think this was mentioned during the week as well, the minute that Paul puts it in a race, because he would, um, it will, they'll get arrested. Should you even be having a trail ride with a racehorse? I think they're no, aren't they flighty. Yeah, yeah, they can't be good for its training regime. I mean, but it doesn't have any training regime, does it, at the moment? It's a wild Brumby that they've just <laughs> captured. <laughs> Used to be in the circus. So that's bizarre. That whole situation's bizarre. Oh, sorry. You know what song you're going to go out with tonight? I'm not going to go out on Daryl Braithwaite's horses. <laughs> You've got to. Come on. I really enjoy it. But we have done it before, I'm pretty sure. We did it in one of our Patreon-only episodes. Uh-huh. Weddings. The wedding special we did. Oh, okay. If we have no other musical links, I'll consider I do, it. I do have one up my sleeve. Great. You know, I love playing horses to people that are not Australian yeah. because it's it's quite the it's quite the it's confronting. It's yeah. pretty camp actually. Mm. Ceramic horse. Next, let's get into the marquee storyline of the week, and that is D, fake D, Andrea. Something's come in on the police server. <laughs> Detective mechanic Mark found her in G Town. Got an alert. They've found Andrea Summers. In Geelong, about an hour from Melbourne. Also, Mark got his marriage annulled, which is not a real thing. Oh, it's not, is it? Legal Eagle Beck looked into it and they did not have grounds for an annulment. And in fact, when we went to see Colette Mann's show during Comedy Festival, she said there was a storyline coming up that was legally murky and she didn't approve and it was this one. It was the annulment. Oh, was it? Yeah. Confirmed? Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's no grounds for an annulment. It should be divorce. I want to ask you a question that you may well cut out. You know Madeline West and as an actor I think she's great and she plays suave voice really well and she does Bogan Andrea really well and she's done D well. Which is one, which one's her real voice? Oh. So she's posh, surely. Yeah, she's not, she's not posh and she's not a Bogan. She just does normal, casual, original D. Mm, original D, D back in the day, that was Madeline. Okay, cool. Because I do enjoy Bogan the most, I would say. It's really fun when she roughs it up. She slips into the Bogan so well. I do love how she was so well-to-do when she was pretending to be D. Mm. And then would she? it was Oscar-worthy. It was Logie-worthy at least. Watch out for next year. Mm. Much like Nanny Ellis when she would be, you know, Nanny Mm -hmm. Ellis and then leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) They're great. They're really doing some amazing work, these summers women. I mean, yeah. Watch out the Oscars. Yeah. Oh, she could be like the next Jackie Weaver. She could be. Oh, what's her real name? Heather. Heather Summers. Watch out, Hollywood. I just love it if the outcome of all of this was that they just formed a community theatre troupe. Like Dippy helped them put one together. <laughs> oh, have like a tram car community theatre. Theatre yep. restaurant. Okay. Before Sonia died, she found out from fake Andrea in the hospital that she'd made contact with this man at the Salamanca markets. They say that word too much. And he'd said he'd seen Bench D, he'd seen Karen, a lady who looked like, I don't know, whatever, all of them, whatever's going on. And a lady that looked like Madeline West. Yeah, he saw Madeline West. Sorry, he, he saw Andrea and called her Karen and whatever. Sonia put a pin in that because she had cancer to deal with mm. and she passed the buck to Pufferfish or Becky. But also, guys, guys, she's talking to a compulsive liar with no history of telling the truth. Mm. Why would you believe this story at all? Yeah. Also, why is this story so big? Sometimes people 
don't know that like sometimes this mistake's made like isn't this happens in the real world people say hey is your name sarah yeah no i do it all the time in offices i'm yeah. like oh, yeah oh hey jenny they're like oh it's rebecca i go beetroot red and i'm just sorry i thought you were yeah i'm from accounts sorry i thought you were from promotions okay yeah yeah, yeah. i thought we worked at no puffy rebecca goes to geelong to find Andrea. Which is commitment in itself going down there. And they always say it's an hour away. No, it's an hour away from where we live here and old Ramsey Street's a good 45 minutes from here. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, at least an hour and a half out of his day and back. So three-hour round trip. And he wants more information out of Andrea and she's like, I can't give you any unless you let me see my son. Then I will remember more information about this mystery man. One thing, there was a great set touch in her, her Geelong abode. Because they don't, like, have smoking on TV and stuff, they wanted to show that she was really bogging it up. And she just had, like, half-eaten packets of chips. <laughs> nice. Like 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 classy chips, like kettle chips, or was it, like, burgering kind no, of like quality? Smith's. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. of course. Smith's yeah. are your basic chip. Yeah, yeah. And they were just – they were the small packet that you might get from a vending machine. Oh, yeah. And she hadn't eaten them, but she had different flavours out, and then she folded them up. And I feel like the 90s version of that would have been, like, packets of cigarettes, like, around yeah. or, like, empty uh, – oh, there was some empty – there was some wine she'd been drinking in the day. And she did offer Puffy some refreshments while he was there. Would you like yeah. some goon? Yeah. <laughs> But also, like, do you think if you were – because she was in the psychiatric ward for quite some time, like the, a large stint. How did she get a job as a cleaner with a massive apartment? I don't know, but you – like, There's a housing crisis in Victoria. She'd at least have a roommate. Yeah, yeah but Geelong, Kate. Yeah. I think that's Still, kind of plausible. Could be Cariah. No, yeah. actually, yeah. yeah. So she had the empty chip packets, the wine. She folded them up and put them away while it was there. Like, well, she's know, a cleaner, very, that's why. Yeah, and it's very shameful to have chip packets <laughs> Yeah, I, I often have my secret shame lying around. <laughs> She's like, oh, gosh, I've been binging. She follows Puffy back because he's like, yeah, leave it with me. Then this sets, sets out off this chain of events where a whole bunch of people just go against poor grieving Toadfish's will. And just lie to him. Lie to him and also meddle in his business after he says, I don't want anyone to do any of this. Mm. We know you said to let it go, but we asked Mark to do a little bit more digging. Andrea says this guy first met Karen... It's the same weekend that Dee's sister was buried in Hobart. It means what? That Dee's still alive? She's been living under a pseudonym? Can you even hear yourselves? She comes down. She wants to see Hugo, her son. Look, he is rather cute. He's adorable. And I, I have it on good authority from the stage mother of Hugo that his favourite thing to say off camera is Yashvi. Aww. He loves saying the word Yashvi. And apparently... Sharon Johar's been getting jealous because he won't say Dippy. <laughs> and Dippy's so much easier to say. That and they're both fun. Like they're, yeah. both, they're, they're both really fun. Anyway, he's heaven. Toadie walks into the waterhole, claps eyes on Andrea, blows a gasket. To solve all of this, old mate Carl Kennedy just brings her over to the, the house of amnesia for a bit of cut price hypnotherapy on the couch. This, this is possibly... Carl's most ludicrous thing he's done since his Makita um, brain drilling back in the, after the hot air balloon incident. My favourite thing that you do is brand the drill, Kate. <laughs> I disagree because I feel that he was forced into this without his consent. No, he still did it. And, he still and did it. She's mentally fragile. She's just spent weeks upon weeks in a, nearly a um, year. mental health facility. And yeah, he's broken her spirit again. The screenshot that neighbor that neighbors posted was just her completely bug-eyed and freaking out because he's triggered something in her, and she's had an episode. But that's the thing. So the whole thing is, Toadie comes in and barges in on the therapy, and is like, "How dare you?" He's like, "How many more times do I have to be betrayed by Kyle Kennedy?" Several more, probably. Cut to the next episode. Andrea's back in her house. And it turns out that that was all bullshit. She was bullshitting them again. Mm. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me another half dozen times and I'm Toadfish Rebecca. Oh, man. Cause she, we find out because she's on the phone to her mum. Yeah, rough as guts again. Yeah, broken it up. No, I've got a little sword. I have. I'm going to drip feed Toadie information about Ian, right? That way I have to keep going back to Erinsborough. And while I'm there, I'm going to spend time with him and Hugo. No, of course he doesn't believe me yet. The guy's not an idiot. After she has this conversation with her mum and confirms Karen's not real. 
Oh, wait, did she confirm that? Well, I mean, by being this person, she's confirming that this is another story, really. We saw Ben Shtee. But she's, look, she's drip feeding the information to Toad. So She she, said there's this guy named Ian. So she can see more of baby Hugo. Yeah. So it's still plausible that Karen exists. It's just that she's not telling the story in a truthful and succinct manner. Yeah. Some guy came up and said Karen and she said, oh, no. She worked in accounts. She go, nah, mate, nah, nah. I'm, uh, I'm Andrea. Yeah, um, Andrea. Sometimes. What are you smoking, mate? <laughs> Winnie's. <laughs> oh, can I, can I, yeah, bum a fag, thanks. Yeah. And a is, packet of cigarettes. It is and a, a really, sorry, and a packet of chips. It is a really long game though when you have to wait because you have to wait for Shane to come and contact her if she wants to scam Toady again. I'm just gonna sit here in Geelong and wait for a family member to come and track me down. Clean. Hotel rooms, I guess. I don't know what kind of cleaner she is. Clean hotel rooms, eat chips and wait for... Crime scene cleaner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. What's oh, yeah. She'd be great. <laughs> it's a great gig. I, I feel like I can't... Yeah, we're out deed. I just... I don't actually care anymore no. what it's going to be. No. At this point, I'm just writing it out till its conclusion. If, if I'm starting to talk about wormholes and I'm not into wormholes, <laughs> it's gone ridiculous. I'm much more interested in her chip... Uh, What's he, oh, what binging. flavor? What do you feel is the the most bogan chip flavor? Because we've had some chip chat in the Facebook yes, group lately. Yes, because the Aussie chip colors are mm. different from the UK. I forgot to go and buy those bacon those. chips. More importantly, oh, there was carbs in them, by the way. Oh. More importantly, Aldi released the the they did Brit Week. Yeah, it was the British classics. I posed the question: Is pie in a can really a British classic? And the answer was yes. Uh, there were a lot of fans of the pies in a can, and including me, and I'm a celiac. They, they do feel a very Gary Canning in my mind. <laughs> did you end up buying any for us to sample? No, I did try and get the, the canned pie, but then mm. sold out in Brunswick. Because, because my husband was quite keen to partake in the canned pie. <laughs> he does eat spam, though. So How do you hate it? No, no, well, you take like the lid a... off, and then the, the rest of the tin works as a pie tin. What's it it's got some weird well, name. It's quite like, efficient. Isn't it called like some woman's name, like Faye Murphy's or Faye Dunaway yeah, or something? Remember. Betty Crocker. <laughs> The other concerning bit for me was that it was a steak and kidney pie and I'm like, no, no, my family left the UK so we didn't have to eat awful ever again. (laughs) We'll wait for the next rotation of Brit Week at Aldi and then we'll go and sample its wares. All I can do with D, we're just going to write it out. I'm more interested in Amnesia Manor at the Kennedys because what have we got, CJ? We've got young Millsy. Millsy and B who are victim slash abuser. He's lost his memory so he's a 17-year-old boy. He's 19. 19. How old's B? 20. Cool. I think she joined when she was 20. Yeah, so they're, they're a similar age yeah. mentally. Um, they're falling in love, by the way. Um, um, but he is gorgeous, lovely and super hot. But everyone is conveniently just putting to the side that he tried to massacre an entire high school, etc. And he's got a brother who... Oh, he's a dry piece of toast. Put some sperm in Ali. <laughs> And um, Ali's living there. We're not sure where she's sleeping. Carl lives there. He's doing the hypnosis with Dee. There's a lot happening. Do you reckon when Susan caught them doing the hypnosis, she thought, are you doing the hypnosis? Yeah, it did look a little saucy, didn't it? Yeah, because he's hugging, you know, this saucy, you know, vixen. Yeah. So in Thursday's episode, um, Millsy said, Sean's a good person, which to me... Just makes me go, nah, he's evil. That's it. Chekhov's compliment. Exactly. Yeah. That for him to say that, nah, 100%, I'm calling it now, he's evil. And old Detmek is sniffing around, trying to mismarple the clues over the, the... The burning bin. The evidence fire from Millsy's trial. Also, what else is happening in the house? Susan never goes to work. Never. Never. Principle of leisure. Love to know the that plan scores at Grand <laughs> Sparrow High. Ali's put herself on like bad, bad, bad girl leave. Is yeah. it? Yeah, hot mess leave. Hot mess leave. <laughs> how many day? How many weeks of hot mess leave would Erin Sparrow High give out? Um, it'd have to be in their contracts, wouldn't yeah. it? Well, she's isn't she just like half returning? Like she's got it. She's on probation. Like there's no way she would get put. Because Susan said, "I trusted you, and you blackmailed a student. You let a student blackmail you, and you bought them alcohol, and you changed his marks, and bought him alcohol." Oh, but she never actually gave it to him, did she? Well, she took a big bottle of vodka to school, which is not okay. She led the horse to wine. Mm. So she's still, I guess, employed, but now happy as Larry back at her auntie's house. 
So dry toast has turned up to what be a dad, be involved in his fetus's life. Well, what I found really weird about it this week was they're expecting this stranger to come to her invasive personal oh, yes. medical appointment, which is N- what nice an ultrasound inter- is. Nice internal well, ultrasound well, no, appointment. No, twelve weeks you don't get the internal anymore, but it they depends. still they still you know like bear her whole stomach and everything. Was- I used to have internal a lot because I bled a lot. So oh. they, she could have. Mm. The reasoning behind it was really weird too. Like you should let him be involved. I'm like, yeah. He, he can he can see the photo. That he can give the kid a cuddle when it's here. He doesn't have mm. to sit there and look at your parts. You know, both politically and on neighbours, I would like men to keep out of our uteruses. Yeah. Unless, I mean, unless they're depositing welcome sperm. Unless they've got consent. Yes. Yeah. And he doesn't now. Just this everyone. This be the first time he's seen her stomach, by the way. <laughs> Back, labour, toilets, all right. <laughs> they did go to her. Didn't they go to Lassiter's? Yeah, they went to his hotel room because she woke up there, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. then she went to the beach to do the Little Mermaid reenactment, <laughs> weirdly. On Thursday, they all go and do art classes by the lake. It's part of Sonia's programs. I'm bl- do we have to blame Sonia for literally every plot point now? That was the worst. But do we, like I know it was community centre, but wasn't it meant to be focused around mums? Ellie said she'd gone to some classes for single mums and we- it was helpful. Which I'm so glad that all of Millsy's money is paying for that. Yeah. You know, it's Sean's way of helping parent the child. But I don't understand what life drawing by the park, you know, in a mixed gender situation is going to help the, the women of Erinsborough. Staring each other one-on-one. We, I had to do life drawing at uni and um, I'd be so shut off if I had Ellie as my model because she's too perfect. You need someone with, a dis- with distinctive features. If you, you know, drawing their face, you'd want... A beard or stubble, a imperfect nose, a heavy brow, wrinkles, bags under their eyes. You don't want to do this woman who is, for all intents and purposes, you look at her face and everything's kind of the same colour and, yeah, no shadows. She's literally a blank canvas. I was offered some um, life modelling, clothesless work. Oh. Actual life modelling. But instead I became a marketer. <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> I'd been rapt to see you come in. I'd been like... Yeah, there's lots of folds. <laughs> no, but no, but that's that's how you can when you're doing it because I was shish. It, you, things would be more in proportion. Also, so she's twelve weeks. Wouldn't she show a little bit now? She's very thin. Oh, she doesn't even look like she's had a big bowl of pasta. Uh, I don't know. She's probably got a long torso. You can get a lot, away with a lot with that. Yeah, I had an English teacher who one day was like, "Okay, class, um, this is your last lesson with me." And we're like, "Why?" She's like, "Oh, I'm going on maternity leave. Oh. I'm seven months pregnant." And we're like, "Which one?" Uh, what, Doctor Reed? No, I didn't have her. You're 11. She was not showing in any way, shape or form. Some people just don't show. I mean, I didn't show because because of the folds. But, like, I, I just feel like people like Ali are, like, the people that have the gorgeous, you know. Commercial models. Rebecca Judd. Yes. Bump. Yes. She would have a little watermelon bump. Yeah. Oh, well. Hopefully we get to see that in a few months. I'm going to start showing off my pasta belly. Yeah. Just because I've got some bodycon dresses I want to wear. Mm. I'm just going to make that work. They're by the lake. They're drawing each other and B and Millsy are flirting and Dry Toast and Ellie are bonding. Then, out of the blue, Ned and Yashvi are having a coffee at Harold's, bonding over her sports practice. Thank God she's still going to footy training. Oh, and he's seen a couple of her games, he's- just like lurking. What about the four goals he scored the other way? How did you know about that? I was there. Been to a couple of your games recently. Why have you never said anything? I mean, I guess he likes sport. Good on him. Probably doesn't have that many friends. It's a nice gender role because I definitely and I definitely knew girls that would lurk around men training. That is sweet. Down the perv. Mm. That's very cute. Talk about the short shorts, you know. It's a bit of a flip there. I really related very heavily to this moment where Mm. he's like, "I I saw you do your thing that you're good at. You're very good. And she was like, I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. Yeah. Boys paying me attention. I had a crush. Crush is reactivated. Like it was dormant. It's been reawakened. And she's a bit older now. Like I know and, that he's got the same amount older because there's been time. But also she's just like an age of consent now. She's like femmed up her hair as well, hasn't she? Well, she took out all her cute funky braids. Yeah. So she's, she's looking older. Yeah. She's very beautiful. She still wears a school dress, Ned Willis. Five oh, days a week. Point. I forgot you that she's creep. still going to school. If it goes down this road, he's going to be old mate Tiles. 
yeah. Although Tyler was a lot older. Tyler was like 26 when he hit on year 11 student Piper. Creeper. Whereas I think Ned's meant to be closer to like 23, you're, you're, 24. You're being a Ned apologist here, aren't you? Yeah, look, it's just because he was very nice to her. And... So, because he came around to see if she was okay after she put the moves on him. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on. What was happening in the background while the awkward pash was going on? Your old mate, dry toast, is standing there creeping on them, just going, oh. <laughs> oh. Ned wipes off some whipped cream off of Yashvi's nose, which is a flirtatious manoeuvre. Yes, it is. And if you don't want someone to go the pash, you leave the cream where it is. Or you just say you have cream on your face. Yeah. He wipes it off her face and she smacks her lips on him. He grew up in Darwin, right? I think he lived a few places as a kid. Mm. I don't know where Beth Brennan lived, but he spent some time in Darwin when she shipped him off to the grandparents to get straightened out. Okay. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, is he just really into AFL? Yeah, I guess. Because if he's not from Sydney, that's possible. Okay, it was a really interesting theory raised tonight. I don't on Twitter. like. I don't subscribe to that theory. What was it? Don't read that tweet. Ms. Mansk said, "I think Ned is racist." <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's not racist. Lexicon Icon um retweeted that with, "Imagine if Neighbours was brave enough to explore this." Wow, they, well, they haven't had a racist on the street since uh, since uh, Julie Martin implied that the Lim family ate their dog. <laughs> what a terrible woman! I will not see Ned's character drag through the mud yet again. He's already come. He already apologised for being um, uh, domineering and controlling of B, which I really thought was very mature. He apologised to her after they broke up and said, "Hey, I'm really sorry for the way I treated you," which I think is very mature. Do you know what I'm enjoying about Ned? What? Somehow he's become Teresa's second assistant. <laughs> yeah. I, I questioned that this week as well. He's a goddamn porter. Yeah. He's up doing like proper work in the office he's now. He's never porting. He's doing half of Chloe's job. Yeah. She's out with, you know, Bachelor Tim. Which, by the way, is the better ship. Chloe and Ned, they are in half a second of a scene together and they have so much chemistry. What did she call him this week? She worked Nedwardo. <laughs> That's beautiful. And that remember that when he, she first came to the street and he like touched her knee just to piss off Det Mac oh, yeah, yeah. and they were flirting with each other? They've forgiven each other, haven't they? Oh my god. It was adorable. Mm. I really enjoyed that scene last week at the mm. bar. Chloe had ordered the last set of blueberry pancakes from the waterhole, which didn't even know they did at breakfast, but sure. But also, of course she did, because she put the photo on Instagram. Mark wanted them too. I guess he's eating his feelings. And they were all out and so his sister shared a plate of pancakes and then they reconnected over their disastrous love lives and it was really sweet. I like when he said, like, I know you slept with my fiancé but so much has happened since then that that doesn't even matter anymore. And, and so much of what happened is Ellie's fault. <laughs> yeah, totally. In the meantime, Yashvi goes the Pashvi and gets rebuffed. She runs out of the cafe but Dry Toast tells B, oh, you're doing well since your boyfriend's moved on. Oh, thanks, Sean. What's your purpose here, Sean? Get out. Ned went round to the Rebecca's to say, hey, you okay? She's like, uh, I'm just here dying. Oh, my God. If the 27 fellas that I threw myself at in the early 2000s had been as that considerate to say, are you okay after you embarrassed the life out of yourself? would have been thinking much nicer happier person or would have you just obsessed over them more yeah i would have just tried another pash yeah you would have been like excellent glad to hear in with a chance which is what she thinks because then she went round to the willis house and said hey hang on why won't you go out with me we get along yeah we like to talk about the footy i'm of age of consent Age ain't nothing but a number. Mm. we're not even like involved in some sort of intergenerational love story this is perfect and as age, far as I know, a Willis has never banged a Rebecca. Age has no bounds for Ned. Teen to mid-40s. All comers in and amongst that range. Come on down the Ned train. It's inclusive, that train. Stopping all stations. Multi-generational speed dating. Get him down to Lasseter's. He'll be hitting up Sheila next. I'm not at all racist. He's very inclusive. All races. He's not a racist. <laughs> Well, is he? We will tackle this in another year or so. I also enjoy because we've we've wondered what's going on with Yashvi's football yeah. a few times. So I'm glad A we're back with this. Yes. Um, and B, I'm glad that she kind of called him on the. Hey, did you notice that you're just working at a hotel and not living your dreams? Thank 
you. Mm. Thank you. Like, he, I'm sure, has some tattoo equipment. Why doesn't Therese... Remember that House of whatever um, clothes shop? Oh, House of Elizabeth. Why is that not a tattoo parlour? And it could still be called House of Elizabeth. It would kind of could lower be. the tone of Lassiter's though, wouldn't it? I no, mean, because everyone gets tattoos now. Ellie could get one of people, her kids. Yeah, their kids' initials and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's big. And handwriting. I'm campaigning hard still for him to become a, an emergency services worker. Yeah, that is lovely. And you want to see him in a uniform, Follow, don't you? shut up, follow the path of Ringo. Like oh, follow so his dream. But not entirely? No. From an ambo. Yeah. Um, then Carl won't have to get out the toolkit anymore. <laughs> And then at the end, the, there's a new character, Chris, Kirsty from Home and Away, is joining next week. Oh, hang on. Here's something you liked. Ellie's got a new obstetrician after old, old mate yes. shitbag mum. Wonderful bit of diversity casting mm. in a woman of colour as an obstetrician. Love Dr. It. Stevie Hart. Dr. Hart. That's such an 80s rocker name. I love it. We need to discuss Christy Hayes' character name as well. What is it? Ebony Buttrose. <laughs> there's... That's all. UK listeners, there's um, only one Buttrose in Australia, and that's Ida Buttrose. Chair of the ABC, entirely different yeah. network. Really famous woman in Australia, and her surname is very distinctive, and we've never encountered any other Buttroses, and it's very strange and that they used it as a surname. It's just like Rory Zamiro, because there was one Zamiro, her name was Jul- her name's Julia Zamiro. They just grabbed another one. But I also I feel like... If Sean wants to be so involved in the, you know, pregnancy and... Get her a private obstetrician. Pay for whoever is the best obstetrician. Maybe Stevie Hart is. And while we're paying for stuff, lawyers, yep. get some contracts, family law sorted out. Toadie, call a lawyer before you let Andrea hold Hugo after she's already signed over her rights. The one thing I wanted to know is if someone is mentally incapacitated as in they're in a psychiatric facility can you coerce them into signing away their rights (gasps) there is no way that would hold up ever that's a great point she should have gone for that angle but also she had postpartum depression like psychosis maybe yeah i don't think that'll stand up and even if hugo doesn't have a traditional mother-son relationship with andrea d karen he should have a relationship with her yeah even if it's you send letters once a year or whatever it is Okay, citizen, citizen. I didn't take any notes this week, by the way, and I think it shows. Um, I'm enjoying it. This is a ride I like being on. Citizen <laughs> uh, of the week, yeah. Carl Kennedy. Yeah. For his bit of his DIY hypnosis, whatever's. I don't know what was going on, but it was unethical, and it was another dark day for Aaronsborough Hospital. Citizen of the week, Carl Kennedy, for not rehoming amnesiac terrorist Milsey. When he got a whiff that there was a moment between him and his former victim, his niece B. Get him out of that house. It's clearly Susan's not going to do anything about it. Get him out of the house. It's not appropriate. I mean, I'm unsure of everything that happened this week, but I'm going to go with Citizen. He's not even a citizen, but Sean for trying to be there during. A medical procedure, well, not even procedure. Uh, it's a medical appointment with a doctor. Which is a private thing. Yeah. Keep out of our uteruses, Sean. Yeah. Mm. As Leslie Knope would say on Parks and Recreation, keep your deuteruses out of uteruses. No, she says uteruses before deuteruses. Although I do commend him for wanting to play a better role. It's, role. it's great, yeah. but like there are ways. Yeah. And maybe a mediator could propose some better ways. At this point... Andrea's doing a better job of co-parenting. And I just, I had such a migraine from all those amnesiacs crossing paths this week. What's next for neighbors, really? <laughs> a talking doll. Yeah. Oh, no. We, I want Finn and um, Sean's mum to come back, Kate Raison from E Street, and I want her to relive the Mr. Bad storyline. And I want, I want Sean to be the son of Mr. Bad on E Street because they were lovers, and I want him to pull out the old black and silver face makeup again and become oh. a latter-day Mr. Bad. I will put a photo of Mr. Bad on the Neighbours Council page. I want amnesiac terrorist Milsey and fake D to have a makeout session and then that will reopen the wormhole revealing real D. Oh, and did we talk about how it was Ian in Tasmania? Yeah, but I just didn't understand it. Yeah, but Ian. Ian Smith, a.k.a. Harold, who floated over to Tassie. There you go. 
He wormholed too. Also, I'm really excited for Ellie's Instagram when she moves to Europe. <laughs> it is Swiss chalet. Yeah, with all her baby stuff that's from Swiss, Switzerland. Switzerland. Like, imagine all of the like Nordic crap that will be going on. I want to see her Instagram now. Like, yeah. she'd have like a chalkboard with like 12 weeks next oh to it. She's going to be like that, that Mormon mum with the, all the names like Piley and Braylick and <laughs> all of them crossed out and ends up with Naley or something. It's going to be something Lee. She'll put a bunch of syllables together. Sean Lee. <laughs> now, she'll probably still try and get in with Mark, so she'll probably call it Brinley. Brinley. You will have watched ABC Kids a number of times. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you reminded of Sean the Sheep? A little bit. And that song? For Sean the Sheep, he's Sean the Sheep. He even mucks about with those who cannot sleep. We're not mm. going out on that. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to put horses in. Then it's the song, song, isn't it? We'll check in before the 24th because that's when Logie's voting kicks back into gear. Eve Maury for a Logie. And you will listen out for the jungle drums of us calling the Neighbours fans. To contact their Australian relatives and have them vote. Give them a call and just say, get on the blower and vote. If you need inspiration to vote for these, I know we're nominated for lots of things, but for Eve and... Toadie, sorry, Ryan, just watched their videos of A.E. finding out. Oh, it was and, beautiful. And Ryan thanking everyone. Oh, my watch goodness. Watch them and then I challenge you not to be on those people's side. When he's, when Ryan said he's, he's not one of the hot blokes, oh. I was like, oh, my God, Toadie. Tears around Australia. Tears of a toad. Show those videos to Urellos and get them to vote. They'll be able to see them without, you know, blocking their geo. Yeah, and then I gotta get yeah, I gotta get to work on trying to get up to that Gold Coast red carpet and yep. finding a sequin shrugalero. If not, we'll have to make one. Oh shit. Kate. I'm at Remune on Twitter. Instagram at CJ the Hot Mess Mum. Vaya Pashos on Twitter and Vase on Instagram, V-A-Y-S. There's a lot of cat gear. We are neighbourspod.com. That's where all our past episodes are. Facebook group is the Neighbours Council. Patreon.com slash Neighbours Pod, where you can chuck us a couple of bucks. And get weekly episodes if six of you do it. And there's a new Buddy Watch going up the day after tomorrow. It's like one of the greatest disaster movies of all time. Oh, and thank you for Cookie Dough, who left us an adorable Apple Podcasts review Thank you week. very much. We sure. love getting reviews and we would love you to review us. Because we never ask for that stuff because I find it's boring. But like. Yeah, and look, I've listened to a lot of podcasts lately and everyone asks. So, everyone asks. So do it. And I, they, I've got a service now that emails them personally personally to my inbox and you bring me a little bit of joy and it just makes everyone happy and it brings us up the algorithm so thanks please thanks bye